a Shishkin Productions podcast. Tell me you're a racist without telling me Tell you're a racist. Right. Yeah, Reagan is your favorite president. <laughs> First of all, if you have a favorite president, <laughs> you're racist. Right. <laughs> It's the Group Text Podcast. We are back. I'm Braxton. I'm tired to you. I am Lauren. <laughs> Mama. And Chris. Wow. I'm going to do a different voice every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris came in with the with the Migos ad lib. Um, um, yeah, you know, if you've never, I'll listen if you never listened to us, <laughs> four black family members in America just talking about shit what's happening um i guess yeah what What is is happening well we're back from memorial day from like a long weekend uh this weekend felt long as hell here because the weather was complete ass but it seemed like everywhere else at least everyone else was enjoying themselves yes i had the longest weekend ever mine's what were you about to say long I went to Lake Norman in uh, Charlotte and it was not that nice. Luckily, we didn't have to put bathing suits on us. So that was a plus. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I was in Miami and it was hot as hell. So, yeah, um, yeah it was lit down there. I've de- oh, never been. I was about to say. Oh, that was your first time to Miami? Still- that was my very first time. Damn, I thought you had. I learned before. a lot. What first? You don't need to pack that many clothes. True. <laughs> Second, it doesn't uh, matter what your body looks like. It does not matter. Co- confidence is key in Miami. I saw so much ass, stomach, <laughs> breasts, every. I saw everything. It was crazy. And then one night it was not the club. It was like a bar, but it was like club atmosphere, but it was a small bar. I think it was on Lincoln. I don't remember what it was on, Mm -hmm. but y'all, when I tell y'all every nationality, age, creed, gay, straight, black, white, Hispanic, like literally it was like the united nations in there and so many crazy things happened like at one point some some like a bunch of girls and guys ran in there with a camera they jumped on the pool table started twerking the guys were like videotaping like a video they were in there for like five minutes twerking on the table they're like doing their song or whatever and then they just like left it was the crazy. It was so much fun. Like we didn't even get there till like midnight, which is not normal for me. I'm almost forty. I'd be in the bed by midnight, <laughs> so I was already pushing through. But it was so much fun. We didn't get home till four o'clock in the morning, and then oh the next God. day we literally slept the entire. No, we went to the beach <laughs> the next day at like nine, and then Xanthia left my friend, and then we stayed in the bed that entire night and ordered food. Like I was so tired. Like I could not even function. Miami is so fun. It's like a beach town, but it's like actually a city too. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's lit. 
Yeah. The first time I went, I was like addicted to empanadas, you know, like mm-hmm. in New York, they have like a hot dog stand, but they have like empanadas on every. I probably ate like seven empanadas a day. <laughs> well, they didn't have them, I guess, because of COVID. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. But like, I mean, I ate so much Cuban and we it's ate so um, Peruvian food. It was fire. Like everything we ate. Even like they had the best French fries. This is so stupid, but like Miami had the best French fries I've ever had as well. So I will say anytime um, I go to like a Cuban spot, they do always have good French fries. So I mean, like they were fire. I mean, it wasn't nothing special, but like it was so like they were so good. Mojitos. Oh, my God. Y'all, I had so many mojitos. Every time Tia goes on, like Tia will be like chill until she goes on vacation but anytime she oh, goes on, turn vacation, up on vacation she'll, like what that picture you parasailing was so funny <laughs> <laughs> y'all i will never and i april me and april did it like when we went to her grandma's in key west like when we were like 20 something but y'all I, i'm almost 40 now and i'm saying it on this podcast i will never do that shit again <laughs> i was terrified <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's like one of those things. Like if you survive it, you just yeah. Don't need to do I was it like, again. I already did it once, and I didn't want to do it, but they let three people go at once, and Aunt Xanthia didn't want to do it, and she was leaving, so I felt like I had to. And but like I'm good. Damn, I'm good. Yeah, I saw that picture. It <laughs> looked like you awesome. were like, Whoo. I was legit up there like <laughs> crying. <laughs> April was holding my hand. The whole time. Um, I wish we had like episode <laughs> art. That, that would definitely be the episode art of this. That week. could definitely be it because I was legit <laughs> crying. It was awful. Oh, man. My memorial. <laughs> and day. we were the last yeah. to go. So I had to watch everybody go. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Memorial Day was, was how long was it? Like you're 10 only minutes? up there like 10, 10 minutes, minutes yeah. but that was the longest 10 minutes of my life. My Memorial Day was mm-hmm. way less uh way less, I don't know, fun than that. I sat on the couch for basically all the I went out one night. My friend had a an apartment housewarming thing and it was really fun. And I stayed out till like 3 a.m. And got home late and was hung over for like two days. And that was and it was because it was like cold and rainy in New York. It was it felt like we were being punished for something. I don't know what New York was being punished for, <laughs> but the Blasio, Blasio. <laughs> right. For Cuomo and the Blasio sins. New York yeah. had yeah. to fucking sit through four. I had, <laughs> that combination <laughs> right. so trash. I had a four day, a four day weekend <laughs> right. with with cold, rainy weather. And I went out one night. I went out Saturday and that was it. The rest of the day is I was legit just on the couch doing nothing. Has anybody fallen off the past year more than Cuomo? Like, they're like Cuomo for president during like the middle. <laughs> yeah, of the yeah like this time last year, it was Cuomo for president. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely, yeah, yeah, he is definitely in his flop era. That is for sure. Yeah, Talk about I, a fall from grace. He, he I fell off quick. He, fell off like chingy <laughs> he is right high key in his flop here but i mean you know he whatever fuck him you reap what you sow all the politicians get them the fuck yeah. out all of them but uh yeah i didn't do i mean i was about to lie i was about to lie i had like friends in town from clemson here Oh, we had a good oh, yeah, time. No, no one hit me up this week chris about any of your instagram stories so y'all wasn't getting too live I think everybody nah, was getting I mean, lit now, so there's no judgment. Yeah, we were we were partying, but I didn't even have my phone the whole weekend, dog. I just realized today I went to like find my iPad 
And I guess the last day I went to the gym was either Friday or Saturday because that's the last time it was <laughs> it was on. That's the last time I had it. And I went to find my iPad today and it was like last located like May 28th or May 29th at a certain time. But it said it was at home. And I was like, damn, I knew I had that shit since then. <laughs> And I fucking asked the people at the gym if I had it, if they had it. And yeah, I guess I left my iPad at the gym on Friday. Dang. <laughs> you was ready. Just didn't even realize that that shit was there. So, but yeah, we had a good it was. Weekend, I feel like man. it was like, I saw someone tweet today that said we deserved yesterday off too. And that's what it felt like. Cause I was like, damn, I need like one more day to like, yeah. re- like Tia said, recover from the vacation. Yeah, like I need tomorrow off, but I didn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Uh, so you need like a uh, like a email day. Yeah, I need an admin day because I probably got I turned off my email notifications from work and my text messages. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. That does remind me. I didn't I could have said this last week, but now that everyone knows, like I got a new job. Tia got to hear me quit my job last week, kind of like <laughs> on accident, basically, because I, had like, I was like over here, like, yeah. oh, my God, because I had like called my boss to tell him and he didn't pick up. And then he called me back. But like, you know, Tia was could hear me talk. She couldn't hear him. But yeah, I was on Zoom. So I've got a couple of weeks at my current job left and then, you know, on to to new things. So. You can still do two week notices. Yeah, I know, this. right? I mean, if you're in a sales job, I feel like they'll just like push you out most of the time. But for this, it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. But Gator, or I was gonna say Gatorade. Mercury literally is in Gatorade right now. So I feel like there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff happening, a lot of endings, <laughs> a lot of new beginnings. Uh, but new job, new summer. I was gonna. I don't think we should say hot back summer anymore because I'm already tired of it. But it's just whatever, you know. Hot back summer? Oh, hot backs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen people post that. I feel like that's weird that Instagram is. Yeah, they do. I used it this weekend. <laughs> yeah. But I mean. No, it's like a um, thing you can put on your story. Oh, okay. Word. Yeah. It says hot back summer. It says hot back summer. But I am excited to, to be on a, a new. I've been at the same company for six years, so it'll be something new. Summer, all that good shit. But yeah, you know, it's. It's weird when you quit a job. It's just weird. It'll never not be weird. But yeah, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I need two turn to quit. Yeah, but Memorial Day. This was this was one of the. I don't know. To me, this is a weird Memorial Day because of the weather stuff here. But it seemed like, like I said, everyone else had a good one. So I hope, uh, you know, everyone, yeah. everyone got Florida's there. wide open. Yeah. I hope everyone got a good cookout <laughs> in a good burger in, you know, except, except Candace Owens. She, she just got a bunch of trolling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Christian, yeah. like, so explain to me what was happening here. I, I just, I don't know. I know I saw that Lee Harvey Oswald was involved in this tweet. That's all I saw. Yeah, so there's just this journalist. His name's like Ken Klippenstein or something along those lines. Sorry if I'm butchering that, but he posts this vid. He posts this photo and he sends it to a bunch of Republicans, uh, a bunch of people in the GOP of this 
old guy or this long younger looking guy actually in um a like military uniform an army mm-hmm. uniform and he like i can read the tweet that he sent specifically to matt gates uh it says congressman my grandpa is big fan of yours and as a veteran he would be thrilled if you could retweet this photo of him for memorial day here he is as a young private first class happy memorial day and matt gates replies with a um american flag just like retweet he sent it to another guy pretty much said the same thing he replied similarly and the photo is of Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> oh, God. And his uniform. And they, they don't know. And then Candace Owens replies and said, uh, you're some along the lines of you're being childish for photoshopping uh, Lee Harvey Oswald's face on this American in this uh, army uniform. And then some people reply to her by um sending timothy mcveigh's army <laughs> uh <laughs> army uh photos to her again saying please retweet my uncle this and that like just trolling her so yeah she didn't have a good memorial day nor nor did any republic dumbass republican who she's so fucking think, annoying yeah i think what the uh takeaway from this is do your research honestly <laughs> It's not even is do your research, but it's also like they are they fake care about um, veterans so much. Yeah. Like there's nothing that's more fake care about anything in this country than uh, politicians and veterans. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it is so fucking sad. And then just watching like the Tulsa, um, the Dreamland documentary on CNN. Uh, about the burning of Black Wall Street and how they treated, I mean, we already know these stories anyway, about how they treated Black people coming back from the wars, this and that. All right. They like, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just the way it is. And then like, he just, it's, it's disgusting because they just fake care about veterans so much. And I just thought that was like the greatest troll that's happened this week. I was like, th- that type of trolling is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. Yeah. I feel um, they deserve because they, you know, they'll throw out what's the guy who played for the Cardinals, Pat Tillman. They'll throw him out there and, Pat Tillman, yeah. and all these. They'll throw him out there and never say that he was killed by men. And also that I think his whole thing was like, <laughs> he basically didn't like he, he was someone who I feel like didn't agree with what was happening. I don't know. I, I didn't. I was kind of reading to this yeah, a little bit. It's like the, the way that they use him is exactly what he did not want to happen. Yeah, he despised it like that. His family's come out and said it. Um, he didn't go there. He like he wanted. Obviously, he wanted to fight for his country, but he would not be his family say he would not de- like to he would not like to be used as like this. Um, I don't know, like this political right. figure, like right. the opposite. Everything he stood for was the opposite of pretty what much politics. Right. Yeah. yeah, what they've done. Right. Uh, and they never mentioned that he wasn't killed by, he was killed by friendly yeah. fire. Like they just never mentioned that he was killed by friendly fire. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it's just, 
That's what pretty much what I got out of it. Like these politicians fake care. For one, I got two things out of it, actually. Republicans are fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> I would never vote for you. Uh, there is not one in this country that's a part of the GOP that would ever get my vote. Um, Democrats are very close. So I don't know what to do now. Uh, <laughs> like All out of I mean, I'm extremely close. So I think we can get closer and closer to deaden the narrative that if you don't vote for a Democrat, you have a vote for a Republican. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, we're out of options now. I'm sorry. I like, I don't know what to do when the elections come up anymore, but that's beyond that. And then too, I got, I was just, like I said, they just fake care so much about, um, people in the service that like Tia said, they won't do research and then they'll just blindly retweet anything just so people. Yeah. No research, just, you know, going off on whatever, <laughs> just retweet. They're just on autopilot yeah. and the wrong type of autopilot. I don't think there, maybe there isn't a right type of autopilot, but whatever one, whatever one they're on, man, it ain't good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of trash. This actually kind of perfectly ties into. Uh, I was thinking about because it's Pride Month, right? Shout out to the LGBTQ community, gang, gang. You know, but yep. every it's like what I was thinking about this week or just yesterday because what is today the second? Today's the second, right? Yeah, it's like our company's more performative during Pride Month or during Black History Month. And I'm not really sure because like as a as someone who works in HR and recruiting you're on LinkedIn and stuff like every uh, corporate company logo just switches over to like, you know, the, uh, the, rainbow. the rainbow flag um, or now. Well, I guess the updated version of it is now to include, you know, um the different calls for like uh uh for trans people and things like that but it's just like literally overnight boom it's like everything is everything is pride month now um yeah yeah i'll probably say black history month still takes a cake right now i don't think so um, but like i'm like i said i'm i'm an ally to the lgbtq plus me so i don't really know because i don't I'm sure there's stuff that I wouldn't even think about to look for, but I feel like just from a from a level of just kind of looking at things and just seeing it for what it is, it seems like I feel like I see way more stuff about pride than I do than things about during Black History Month. But yeah, I'm complete really? opposite there. I mean, you, yeah, complete opposite. You got uh, especially with like what's going on, like. NFL type stuff. I mean, you got commercials. I don't see, I don't think I really see rarely any pride commercials, really. I mean, we're talking. Yeah, I feel like Black History Month, they like actually like they be putting out like, you know, what this person did, what that person did. But with pride, it's just like they changed the color of their logo. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't That's know. I they may be doing stuff inside their organizations that we don't know about, but I'm just saying. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I'm just talking about from my visuals and what I see. Obviously, we're not, they're both performative as fuck. Like, these companies don't care about us. They don't care about none of them. They just want, they just want you to buy something. I'm sorry. Like, and yeah. <laughs> I'll be the one to say it. They don't care about us. 
They play both sides. They don't give a fuck at all. Um, they just want a dollar. They want to seem like they care. Uh, and then they'll just go back to not hiring black people to do shit. So um, there's that. Um, but I think during Black History Month, I mean, you have Ford had a fucking Martin Luther oh, King. Oh, yeah, that was a Super Bowl. Because <laughs> I remember we were in Arizona for that. And like, because I remember watching the commercial and it was like a Ford commercial, but it was MLK. So, and I was like, what? Like nothing made sense. It was it kind of reminded me of how the Bieber album was where it was called Justice and had random MLK shit in there, but had nothing to do with anything at all. And that's exactly what that commercial was like. But I have heard that MLK's estate or like his kids will like just license his stuff out and just like i guess they don't really license it out that much but like if they get enough money they'll let kind of anyone use it again that's just what i've heard from people in atlanta who work for large corporations who have enough money to shell out to give to them uh, yeah i mean yeah i mean they let they justin bieber use it like that's so random yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all I'm pretty sure they put all the money back into the foundation or however that. Yeah. So, I mean, they got to get paid somehow. I don't see why they would. I get it, but that's just capitalism. I mean, that's just why the system's so shitty. Right. (laughs) True. True. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, how else are you going to how else are you going to keep the roof over your head if you're not? Um licensing this i mean they wouldn't but what i'm a, saying is it seems they like they don't really uh, license it out that often it's just like if they can get enough money they will license it so it's it'd be different if you're licensing it out to a lot of good causes i wouldn't necessarily yeah. consider gm a good cause to license this out to for a super bowl commercial that doesn't have anything to do with you know whatever mlk's word would have been you know what i'm saying Yeah, I mean, I'm just not. I get that, and yeah, it's completely opposite. They're the whole the whole speech was about capitalism and GM is. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking GM. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's fucking GM. Uh, And the whole speech they licensed was about capitalism, uh, for the most part. Uh, So it is kind of weird, but I don't know. They're gonna pay you a couple million yeah i i guess go <laughs> okay. for it you know if they're gonna do it yeah i don't know and then the other people who probably want to listen to it i mean this also i feel like there's i feel like there's a lot of stuff they license out for like documentaries and stuff too i mean all that footage and stuff they probably uh license out for like mlk fbi the documentary on hulu uh the one on hbo like, I feel like all that stuff they probably license out as well, which are pretty good uh, ways of doing what it. What made me think of like how performative companies are was like this thing that Dr. Pepper, it was like an ad that Dr. Pepper had put out like a few years ago. And it was like the ad was a picture of a Dr. Pepper can and it said top, bottom, verse. So it had like it had like the top of the can, top, bottom, and then it had just like the regular can verse. And I was, it was just like the most egregious, <laughs> like 
Wait, what? Yes, yeah, like if you literally like just I just Google like Dr Pepper top verse bottom, and like the, the ad is so crazy. It's so crazy. But it must not have been in America. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it probably was in America. Whoa! You're being somebody created that shit on Twitter too. But I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's hard to know what's yeah. real and what's fake these right. days. It yeah, could it know. could totally have been right. a. Uh, I'm pretty sure that it was not uh, an onion thing. Like this was an actual ad that they had put out. And it, and I think it was like in print too. It wasn't like a commercial. It was like a print ad. So it was like in a magazine or something. That's crazy. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, who, like someone in the boardroom was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because it yeah, says the I first did. thing that comes up is Dr. Pepper came out as verse in this strange new advertisement. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Like, the funny one I saw today was, I mean, the one you said the about Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Going rainbow and it said finish her or finish, finish they then yeah <laughs> they them her yeah I got I gotta put that one in the show notes because I forgot there was some tweet that I forgot to put in the show notes last week but the Mortal Kombat yeah it's like the Mortal Kombat symbol like change and I couldn't tell if it was like a fake thing or not but it seemed pretty real that they like changed it to the rainbow colors on their like I guess on the movie Facebook page or the game I'm not really sure but it said like finish he slash him. Wow, oh, man. But I think someone had quote tweeted it with that, with the with the text of finish. He's like, but like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how, you know, performative. These yeah, they are. really do have their um game thing as. Oh, they, they like, do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's not like this is a hilarious topic, but uh, mainly because. I mean, these companies are. I mean, they're soulless. Oh, yeah. I mean, they don't they obviously don't care. Oh, yeah. I mean, they obviously soulless. do not care. They don't care. Like, they just <laughs> I don't know. It's just so fucking annoying. It's it sucks to have. But to it's watch like it if they year. didn't do it, they would get dragged. I mean, yeah, uh, I don't know. People have been letting Chick-fil-A slide for the longest. It's because those Kinda. nuggets are fucking yeah. good. <laughs> And it's their pleasure. So, I mean, <laughs> one of y'all, what yeah, was the tweet cool. that one of y'all sent to where it was just like most companies during Pride, oh, most I companies during Pride Month like change all their stuff to like the rainbow colors, but Chick fil A holds up a mirror and it's just like the prism like bouncing off of the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make it right, but. Oh my God. The They're consistent, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Chick fil A. Yeah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I got to go with Black History Month right now. And it's probably because I'm Black, biased, and pay more, a little more attention to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I just feel like they be doing the most during Black History Month, dog. <sighs> Maybe uh, I feel like I don't know. This Black History Month took the cake. I, I, maybe it's because, like I said, whenever I see that, so I'm just looking because I'm on LinkedIn a lot. So I see like instead of commercials, I just see all the corporate stuff. And even uh, yeah, I mean, true. even internally at my company, it seems like they put more emphasis on I feel like of all the months of stuff and all I feel like. Pride, uh, 
you know, women's like all that. I feel like even to that Black History Month, you know, has taken a backseat. And of all years this year, you wouldn't think so. So oh, like no. it's kind of wild. Women, March. I don't see shit for March. No offense to women. I just don't see them doing much for Women's History Month at all. Only people I see doing stuff for Women's History Month are like TV shows. Like the black people I follow. Yeah, TV shows and like black people I follow on Instagram. My company, you might, you wouldn't even think a woman worked there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's fucked. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be a, I mean, they're never going to get it right. Like I said, the only way to get it right, again, I mean, this is all um, sort of like, you know, uh, if you look at the stuff on a micro level, you know, the real way to make changes is, is like systemic and not the flashy stuff. Right. So it's like, no, right. No, exactly. No, no. I could care less if you're changing your logo to the pan African colors during Black History Month. But like, are you paying black yeah, people more? Getting are you getting more black people to interview like that kind of stuff? Like literally, if you want to have a good Black History Month, like report on your statistics of how you treat black employees. Like, don't do any of this other bullshit. So. Uh, and the same for Pride Month, like report on your statistics on how, you know, how diverse you are or what things you're doing, what uh, organizations you're contributing to, like do that instead of changing your your logo to whatever. And yeah, fam, show, show me, me the political show, action. Show me the political action committee you're right. uh, donating to or that your company is associated with and who they're right. donating Sh money to. I don't right. give a fuck about what you do on Instagram and just show me right. where your money's going because you're donating money to somebody. I can guarantee you uh, half of your, you're probably putting a million dollars into some racist ass GOP uh, <laughs> and some racist ass GOP political action committee that's doing the bidding for you just so you can not pay taxes. So just show me where that's going. Yeah. I think I sent you guys that 15% pledge. Have you guys heard about that? Nah. Where like their whole um, like premise is that like because black people make up 15% of the population in America, brands need to pledge 15% of their shelf space to black owned businesses. And they like call out the ones like on their Instagram and stuff that have and have not like committed to it. And I'm like, yes, we need to like, that needs to be like, yeah. Like if something's like USDA certified or like whatever else, like there should be a little like symbol that lets you know, like where you're shopping or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was a cool because it's like literally putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah. 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 I thought that'd be pretty cool. I also think like just watching, I wish y'all would watch it. We could probably talk about it next week. Just watching that Black Wall Street thing. It will be so dope to just have something like that again. I don't know how you get there in this country. I don't know if we're allowed to get there in this country. seems like every time we have gotten there in this country, they just burn it down. Burn burn it it down. down. Yeah, it's like, damn, can you at least let us hold on to it for like a little bit? Like, we don't even want to deal with y'all. Like, we don't want shit to do with y'all. We're trying to just do it ourselves. Like, we want nothing to do with y'all. We don't. <laughs> Nothing. All right. Next time. <laughs> yeah, let's uh move on. <laughs> right. Wrap it up on this one. You know, I don't know. It's 
again. I'm about to stop. Yeah, your blood pressure is up. <laughs> I, I just hate. Like, I, see, I see Christmas is popping right now. Yeah. <laughs> For all the people listening, like, you know, we're, I can see them. So just so you know, you know, we all, I feel like we all have a it's little thing, but it is frustrating. That's what I'm saying. I was, I was talking to my barber about this and like, that's the most, you know, you're going to get the most ho tappery at the barbershop. That's just how it is, you know. That's that's the hotel hotel there, you know. Right. My barber is Mexican in these hotels. Right. But because we were, I was telling him about High on the Hog, and he asked me, "Had I watched the?" uh, He asked me if I had watched the documentary about Tulsa on CNN, and I was like, "No." And I was just telling him, like, I was like, "Yo, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch that stuff. It's hard to read about it." with everything going on and I can't really, you know, it's not, it's nothing you can really binge, you know, that's even high on the hog. Like I watched the first episode and the way the first episode ended, I was like, fuck, I can't watch another episode of that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I haven't, and that was almost a week ago. So, Damn. you know, that's just how it I'm is. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Yeah. I mean, even like if you're, if you're tapped in, it's hard to watch. Like if you are really tapped. Yeah. yeah. Going off of- Going off of that, though, uh, I know we talked a couple weeks ago about black trauma mm-hmm. um, and making shows and documentaries about black trauma and how like pretty much none of us want to see that anymore. What I will say about High on the Hog and Dreamland is though, I mean, it's unfortunate that everything that that's almost successful out of black people has to revolve around Mm -hmm. trauma. So I guess that kind of makes sense as to why a lot of the shows are based on black trauma. Um, But once you get into like the other episodes of high on the hog and, or the rest of dreamland, cause I think it's like an hour and a half, man, you do learn a lot about, these people who are fucking super successful, who invented, like, especially High on the Hall, just keep it there, who pretty much popularized all of these dishes, like yeah. Hemmings, who cooked for uh, Thomas Jefferson. Like, just, you learn a lot about these people, and it is more, in my opinion, is more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Informative. Uh, informative and it's another word i found like i only watched the first episode but it was like uplifting or like yeah that's the word i was looking for it's more uplifting after they got past the part of like the journey yeah on high on the hall and that's how it is continued out it continues to be uplifting and maybe not and it's it's almost like validating in a way too because it's like okay we know like our history is dope, our history, but we never really get to like, we didn't learn about it unless you do your own research. So like to see a documentary where they like go back to Africa and show you okra things that we like still eat when we go to grandma's today. It's just like, it's validating in a way that like, yeah, our shit is dope. You know, yeah. like based on like it's based on the food. It's not based on us being shot. By right. Because yeah. so much of our <laughs> quote unquote culture is just like based on slavery. It's not about um, it's not about like what we contributed, like the food, like you said, the like I haven't watched it yet, but I'm assuming like. That's pretty cool. Like you said, we still eat over yeah, today. We just don't think about that being a part of our culture. 
Yeah, exactly. And if it's like going to be something that has to intertwine slavery or anything, put that shit in the background. That's what I liked about it. That the slavery aspects of high on the hog is it kind of in the background because it's about the food. Obviously the food was popularized, created, cooked, et cetera, by slaves and have carried over. Like they talk about Carolina gold rice, which didn't even exist or whatever before. Oh, okay. Um, the slaves pretty much, um, cr- pretty much transformed the land in Charleston. Um, so like they talk about that, but it's based around the food. And then in Black Wall Street, I mean, 50 to 60% of it, almost probably a little bit more is, to me is about just the people who build up the community and how it got to that point. And then like maybe the last 30% to 20% is about um, like just how it was burned down and how Greenwood is now this and that, but they intertwine it between like all the way throughout the whole like hour and a half. I thought it was dope. And it didn't give me the same vibes as like a Fruitvale station. Oh, okay. Yeah, it didn't give me those vibes. That's good. I'm going to I'm going to watch it this week because I do want to talk about it. But like I haven't seen I mean, I know and know the history. Or at least I'm sure I don't know all the history about it. Obviously, I mean, in the first like five minutes, I was like, oh, damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll probably rewatch it again just so we can go deep in the next week. But it's just. Yeah, I think from my understanding how that whole Tulsa Right, started is like someone tripped in an elevator, accidentally touched a white woman, and then someone from across the street like started raising hell. I yeah, think, they kind of get they get into that. I think um, that's like actually how it started, from my understanding. Wow, let y'all watch it. But yeah, I'll watch no, it this weekend. I mean, from this again ties in with. Um. Well, I don't. I mean, I feel like any sort of ancestral trauma just like maybe i shouldn't make that assumption but with naomi osaka right with she was like look i'm depressed i don't want to talk to the media she made this apparent to the french open before the tournament even started she wrote them a letter what can i do they had all the notice it wasn't like she showed up on she didn't pull uh Lindsay lohan uh, what's <laughs> No, I was going to say she didn't pull like a Marshawn Lynch and just say, look, I'm not talking to the press. Yeah, she just like, so I don't get fined. I can't. Yeah. Right. I mean, she could have totally done that, but like she tried to be like she told him up front, like, yo, like this. And if you go back and watch a lot of her, even whenever I saw her, uh, remember that U.S. Open a few years ago, whenever her and Venus mm-hmm. were were in the final. And after she won, she was like very like timid talking. And yeah, you could tell she doesn't like talking to the press. And like, are they under some like contractual obligation to talk to the press or is it not like their prerogative? Well, that's that's a whole thing with professional athletes. Right. Is it's like technically technically they are. I think like they are like under contract, like you're supposed to talk like that's a part of the job. Right. Like and I think it's hard for people to conceptualize that, like, and, and at being a professional athlete, you're still working at a company and you have obligations and yada, yada, yada. But, you know, obviously the stakes are much higher. So, you know, 
Yeah, most of the time in television deals. Um, yeah, like you can't do a movie and not do a press run. I mean, you could, yeah. but. You could you get blackballed like Monique. Right. Uh, right. Um, but then, like, yeah. I saw where I don't know if Coco Golf is in this thing or not, because I really haven't been watching news. I've been out of pocket like all week. But she is because yeah. she's doing the double tournament with Venus. So they asked they her, do people compare her to Serena because she's black? Like, I saw an article on Facebook saying that and I was like, that's why they don't want to do press because y'all ask dumb ass questions like that. Yeah. Like who asked yeah. that? Nobody asks whoever white yeah. girl are they good because of yeah. do right. people compare? Yeah, nobody asking Maria Sharapova, do people compare you to fucking I don't even know. Like, yeah. But that would never happen. That would never happen. It's just crazy. No. Like what? Right. So does anybody <laughs> compare you to Mugarusa? Nobody's asking that. Like, get the fuck out of here. But yeah, just uh, the Osaka thing is funny because it kind of goes back to Black History Month and then Pride Month because May is Mental Health Awareness Month, right? And you got all these companies that I can't believe I'm railing on companies today, but you got all <laughs> these companies that will talk to you about the the how important being healthy mentally is and then when somebody comes out and says yeah i don't think i can do media this time around because i mean it's just fucking with my mental health like i am depressed i get anxiety when i do it i just want to take this year off and then they threaten to never allow her to play the french open again it's like oh, yeah. ain't no more juneteenth bitch <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's just so crazy. And if you're paying attention, it's hard not to be frustrated with it. <laughs> because I mean, some people just sit there and they don't care. Right. Honestly, our talk—not our toxic trait, but our reason why we are also fucking fucked up in the head—is because we pay attention, we look at logic. And we sit in there and it's like, fam, this doesn't make sense. You're talking about both sides of your neck right now. Yeah. Like yeah. two weeks ago, it was, oh, mental health and sports, this mental health and sports that we care about our players, this and that. And every time somebody kills themselves or something that's prominent in either of the sports or in either in the country, it's, oh, we got to take care of our players, take care of this mental health, this and that. And but now when somebody asks you for a little bit of leeway, uh, she's not wanting to do what you want her to do. Right. Now it's a problem because yeah. she's not playing into your game. Right. She's not. And who the fuck? No, no. Somebody else. Go. Nah, go. Go. go <laughs> <laughs> and I was about to say, and outside of like the reporters just getting to ask the questions. We maybe look at five seconds. I was about to say, do people even watch that interview? shit? <laughs> I don't care what they have to say. Well, but that's the other thing, too, is that like not only. Well, here's the thing. It's like they'll ask those questions, get a quote, chop it up, put it in a newspaper and repackage it. Something totally different. Right. And then there are a whole then the whole thing that they were trying to say it's, just out of and context. it's it, yeah, exactly. So like the media, not only do they print stuff and put it out of context, 
that is what is making them obviously not want to talk to the press is because they take so much stuff out of context and a perfect example. And we're going to talk about this a little later, but like, I think Kevin Durant had said some quote about the Kyrie thing that happened. And I don't really want to get into that fully yet, but he said something about it, but they took Kevin a little. Barnett. No, no. Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Garnett did say something, but Kevin Durant oh. also said something about it and they took it totally out of context, wrapped it up and just put the headline out. And people are like, yo, like that was one sentence of what he said. It wasn't actually, you know, oh, how, okay. how they put this headline out to get clicks, basically. And that's why yeah. that's why athletes don't want to talk to press. Right. You know, because it's like, it, you know, I feel like they probably maybe, you know, whatever they're being vulnerable or whatever, especially after you lose or win. I think either way, you're probably being vulnerable. It's probably much easier to be vulnerable if you just won. But if you just it lost is- and you're saying stuff and then they flip it on you, like, of course, you're not going to want to talk to them. Yeah. yeah. And it's 2021. Find a new way to do press conferences, my nigga. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I just played a three hour match, however long match. I don't want to come sit in front of y'all with lights bright as hot as fuck up here. Yeah. Uh, y'all asking dumbass questions like, oh, you didn't have your serve today. Can you tell me how you feel? Like, shut up. Tell me how you feel. You ain't got your serve either, nigga. That's why you asked me questions. Well, that's like that. And that was a Venus that's why thing. Venus she was like, ass. Yeah, she went off because the I don't even know. I could never see. I couldn't see the question that he asked, but I think he asked whatever. She was like, look, you're never going to be as good as I am at. She said you can't hold ever. a candle. Candle. Yeah, she flamed him. She said you will never hold a candle to me. And that's why. You do what you do and I do what I right. do. Right. And she was like, but so, like, that's just how I deal with it. I was like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. And she, then the, she said the most important line after that. And everybody is. Yeah. Different. <laughs> that's, right. the most, that's the most important thing. In and that, plus, that you got to think, too, like. When they were coming up, like, I mean, like their dad was like on them and he was on the press as well. Oh, Naomi's kind of oh, yeah. not saying she's out there <laughs> on her own, but like him. she is timid. She's not aggressive. She's aggressive where she needs to be on the tennis court. She's not everybody. Right. I think they think because these people are superstars that they're like superhuman and that they they want, you know, the limelight and all that shit. No, they want to go play tennis and take their ass home. Yeah. Right. Do you remember yeah. when they were coming up? Like I was obviously younger than y'all. They killed their dad. In the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like they drug their dad, they drug their dad through the mud when they were coming up playing right. tennis. Yeah, but they drug and their I mean, dad, not them, because he would not. No, they drug Serena, but too, they, but the dad Serena. wouldn't let him that much. That's why he was continued to yeah, get dragged. But Serena wouldn't play in Charleston for the longest because they were so racist. I was gonna say, wasn't the French Open the same tournament that wouldn't let her play in the cat suit? Or was, yeah. that, or was that? Oh, Wimbledon? that might have been Wimbledon. I can't, I can't remember. remember either. I meant to look that up before Wimbledon. we talked about it because I didn't want to, like, you know, I wanted to make sure I had the facts straight. But I thought that it was the French. It Open. was one of them in Europe, which is why Europe is just as trash as America. <laughs> right. <laughs> and but that's the thing with like with name like Tio saying like you know she is quiet and she. I mean, how old is she? She can't like be that 20, old. Twenty something. Twenty three. Yeah, she's young. She's young. So it's like, yo, uh, just as I said too, like it's mental health awareness month. Yeah, you are 
not giving you know, a damn trashing this person because of this. And like, and more often than not, I feel like here's I here's my personal opinion about how these things always go. Is that something like this where a black person or a person of color has to bear the brunt of the backlash and then a person who is not a color comes along and says, oh, we need to give them X, Y, Z. And then it's and then it's fine. Right. Then they make changes next year or whatever. Right. Right. So although and like I'm sure because if you go to Naomi Osaki's Instagram right now, uh, if you go to her Instagram right now, like so many people are commenting like, hey, we support you like we're with you. But I, I just haven't really been paying attention too much on Twitter to see who, you know, the white tennis stars are saying that same stuff. But I'm sure, you know, I feel like I would have seen something from Federer or from what's the girl who gets trashed by Serena every time they play Sharapova. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from Sharapova, but like, honestly, she, she may have totally said something and I just miss it. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I said about earlier with Serena. I was like, I didn't say anything, but y'all showed me. Right. I didn't. Yeah. 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 But what I'm saying is that like we bear typically we bear the like the real brunt of it, like the worst sort of like, you know, um, not necessarily backlash, but like feeling it the most and having to deal with it the most. But guess how they'll retell the history. In 30 right. years, they'll say, you know, now there's a clause where if you're ha- you don't have to speak to the media. And it was all because of the bravery of Naomi Osaka. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And they'll right. Exactly. And we'll be or telling our kids, find, no, that is not what happened. Not how it went down. <laughs> or they'll just find a more 2021 way of doing it. Um, fam, I can do this interview at my home. We can do this shit via Zoom or however you want to play it. I don't care. You can ask questions. You can do an AMA on Reddit. I don't care. Right. I should have to come talk to you every round after I play. It makes no sense, fam. I just watched this girl who's 180th in the world. I shouldn't have to talk to you after I play. Right. Because there was a video that I saw too of Serena and the guy was asking her something and he was like, he was like, well, Serena, like typically like you're more upbeat after a win. And, and Serena was like, look, it's late. I'm tired. I just beat this girl handedly. And now I got to sit here and answer questions like you don't know that I'm the number one player in the world and she's the number 100 player in the world. Right. Like, yeah. Shut up and let me go home and get some sleep. You're right. <laughs> like that's that's <clears throat> that's basically what she said. And, and I mean it's and it's real. I mean, that's the realest shit. That's why I love Serena. That's why we all love Serena. Because she doesn't bite her tongue with anything. And that's why I actually love Naomi Osaka because she's Serena times 10 when it comes to certain shit. Like, yeah. I mean, last year she wore a uh, black person that like a mask with the name of a black person that was killed by a cop. Oh, like, Naomi Osaka time. did that every time, right? It was at the yeah. Australian Open. I can't remember which tournament. It was, it was the world. Yeah, it was, I think it was Australian Open. Whichever one she beat Serena in, right? Yeah. She's won a few. I but think, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Australian Open because typically that one is like whenever we are in winter because it's summer there and it's really hot. Yeah. yeah. So she like every every match, like she's even she's taken that what Serena did and has been and, that yeah. times. That is what's cool to see is that she is like kind of, you know, taking the torch, but she's also getting just as much 
she's getting like just as much. I don't I hate saying the word trauma or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? She's she's getting like just as much flack about stuff mm-hmm. as Serena did, too. And it's not fair because. You don't see this type of stuff with athletes who are not of color, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just fucked up. But like I did like it is so cool to see everyone be like, yo, we're with you. Like, we get it. And like, damn, think like Honestly, for me, because of what I was thinking, this would be like if LeBron was like, fuck this. I'm I'm just not playing in the finals or I'm not playing in the playoffs this year. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I I think that would be on a little bit higher level because it's because it's a team thing, I guess, not an individual thing. But he's just but why isn't she the LeBron or whatever of tennis right now? I mean, she's isn't she ranked number one? Is she the number one player in the world right now? She might be number two. I think I read that she was number two. Yeah. But I mean, she's one of the biggest faces in the yeah, sport. Yeah, I mean, she's basically. number she one. Just like, that's kind of what, right. That's kind of what Milwaukee did last year uh, during the bubble. Oh, yeah. During the bubble. Yeah. They were like, yeah. fuck it. We're not playing. We're not playing today. And NBA had to move some shit around. Um, that's kind of I mean, Kyrie get a lot of flat. Uh, but I mean, he's been speaking up a lot. Um I don't know. I I mean, I love to see it. I'm telling you this right now. Some shit's gonna change with with these professional leagues, at least because yeah, yeah. I mean, I can tell you. (laughs) I just feel like uh, it's getting to the point now. I mean, black people are tired. Like it's just really that simple. Yeah, yeah. We're tired, and we we're tired. And we're starting to like real like we always knew our worth, but they know like tennis yeah. is not going to be tennis have- without Naomi because she's the next generation. She's coming up behind Serena. All these other people yeah. that's coming up in the NBA that's doing stuff. The NBA ain't going to be shit. It's like barely shit now, and it's not going to be shit without them. And yeah. honestly, most of the most. I won't say most of the white players in the NBA, but a lot of the players in the NBA who are coming who are not. I would say who are European are also coming from countries where it's like shit wasn't sweet there either. Right. Yeah. So like I think they can actually identify a lot with athletes of color because where they come from, like it was like war torn countries and like hard coming up and that kind of shit. You know, it wasn't all fucking roses. I don't want to oversell it. Um, but I think seeing a hundred countries pro or i don't know the actual number but 50 plus countries have protests last year after mm-hmm. uh george floyd's murder and then seeing what like uh the ua felt like all the chi- all the soccer leagues did in europe and all that i think black people have figured some shit out <laughs> yeah i think there's something that we have figured out uh especially as far as athletes go to where they aren't scared anymore. Like you can't, like they affect your bottom dollar. Like if they don't want to play, then you don't get paid either. It's not like, oh, if y'all don't play, then they have like a collective um, mindset amongst each other too. And it's kind of crazy to watch because it hasn't ever been like that. I remember we used, you could never get like Michael Jordan or anybody to speak up. Yeah. Well, I think I think a big part of it is how and this is what I learned reading the uh, Seize the Time book about how the Black Panther started was about 
you know, a big problem that the, that the Panthers had was just how information traveled. And it was kind of like telephone, right? Where if they were doing something in Oakland, it by the time it got to Atlanta, it was a whole other thing. Like it was a completely different story versus now, you know, someone uploads a video, it's the video. It happened. That's it. That's real life. Or if you tweet about something like the way that information travels now is so fast. Um, the way that the, the way that information travels now is so fast that it's just easier for people to organize and kind of immediately sort of understand someone's perspective, I guess, if, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And, um, but you know, I, I, I was gonna say we could take a break. Um, we'll take a quick break. There was some other stuff that we were going to talk about, but I feel like the way that this is going, like it's it's literally just transitioning to some other things that are so much tied in with what's happening right now um, that we definitely want to talk about. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back uh, and then we'll have a little bit more uh, because it turns out, you know, what's going on in the streets and the tweets is 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 uh, happening to why America is trash right now. And and again, this isn't just an America thing. It seems to be more of a global thing. And I think that's kind of what we're tapping into now is it's like, this really is much more of a global, it seems globally people are really connecting with a lot of the stuff that um, we have been feeling here. Yeah. So yeah. we'll be right back. Hey, Alexi, let me ask you, mm. you make a mean cocktail or no? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Barman. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Barman. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Barman. Yeah, Wandering Barman. Yo, we're back. Uh, Groups X podcast. Woo, we were on one. <laughs> we're still about to. Be, we're still about to be on one because. Yeah, I didn't really. Um, I saw the clips, but not really. So basically, here's what happened. Um, NBA fans are wild. NBA fans are wilding. I everyone is wilding, but basically, and and I think actually even before, so Kyrie whatever the nets beat the celtics what was that game four i think they beat them i don't know but whatever they beat them Kyrie was walking off the court um a fan threw a water bottle at him so was it a fan from the other team yeah a fan from the celtics threw a water from bottle at him and they were saying you know Kyrie went to the logo and stepped on the logo and blah 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 whatever but well, before, it goes back before that. Though, oh, or, way or, before that. Because to give the backstory, Kyrie played for the Celtics. He mm. got traded to the Nets. So there's bad blood there. But from what I had was reading this week, for the most part, Kyrie was saying, hey, there's real there's really no beef with the Celtics. Like they traded me like, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. But before that happened uh, and I don't know which one of these two things happened first, but Westbrook was walking off the court somewhere and a fan hit him with popcorn. This was last week. Trey Young got spit on Ooh. in New York by a fan. 
Y'all, I swear to God, if somebody ever spit on me, I'm blacking out and I'm going to jail. That's what I'm saying. And then and then uh, after those two things happened, but 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 between the or after the Kyrie thing, um, a Washington was someone at the Wizards game ran on the court. You know, they didn't really try to hit anyone from what I could see. But it's just like. What the fuck is like? What is I happening? Lose my mind. What is happening? And Kyrie has, I mean, whatever all of Kyrie's antics and all the weird shit that he does and says. I mean, I feel like he is coming from the right place. I guess I just some things he does to me strikes me as a little odd. But like he, you know, with this one, hey, uh, and. You know, with this one, people were like, oh, well, he stepped on the the Celtics logo. Who fucking cares? It's a fucking even, leprechaun. Honestly, even before before you even get to the game, you get the press conference with Kyrie just to go back. And also, we're telling you why America is trash right now. Um, you go back to the press conference he had early in the week uh, where he says, um all the shit talking, all that's fine. What we don't want to hear is racism. Like this place has a history of racism, this and that. Uh, fans can do whatever they want to do. That's bringing no harm, this and that along those lines. Some of those along those lines, but what we don't want to hear is the racist comments. And then there's this whole thing about how Boston fans aren't people coming out saying Boston fans aren't racist, this and that, but then you got people on the Celtics team. Oh, wait, can I stop you right there, Chris? Yeah, but keep going because Danny Ainge, who was who was the president until today, because now he's no longer because Brad Stevens, the coach is about to step in that role. But he was like, I've never heard uh, anything racist from the Celtics fan base. And I'm like, bro, there must be two Celtics fan bases uh, because yeah, isn't Boston yeah. like super racist. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone knows that. that. Yeah. And that's why I feel like now he like, you know, was like, all right, and then I'm in down. that same or it's always like I said you're on the text. It's funny to me that white people never hear or see racism. Uh right. But then in that <laughs> same breath, you got Marcus Smart, who's a player on the team, it was like, Yeah, we definitely hear that shit even in the garden all the time. Like <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like uh, whenever he said, whenever Ainge said that, like people were really dragging him because it's like, yo, you must have never been to a fucking like, what's the name of their the Celtics arena, TD Garden now? Garden. It's like, you must have never been there because it's obviously apparent that it happens. He's like, well, I've never heard it. Yeah, it's because they never hear it. White people have a very keen sense of never hearing racism right, right. <laughs> like your star player just got a water like your star player just got a water bottle through and i don't know if this happened uh before the water bottle got thrown at him or after honestly but it doesn't matter because i'm sure some shit had happened before and i saw another thing that i didn't even put on the rundown uh who are the jazz playing right now they're playing denver right no, they're playing the Grizzlies. Or the Grizzlies. Okay, so uh, I don't remember which player it was on the Grizzlies, but essentially, I, oh, okay, I do remember. Someone at the Jazz Stadium had, like, said racist shit to Ja Morant's parents, basically. So the owner of the Grizzlies, like, you know, gave essentially gave Ja Morant's 
parents or his dad and his family, kind of like the red carpet now going to the jazz, like gave him these seats and yada, yada, all this shit, because someone had said some racist shit to them there, too. So it's like, wow, obviously this shit is happening. You know, yeah. it's not it's not an isolated incident. That's that's how many how many of these series now, three or four of these different series have races things happening and i okay and to go back earlier to that is what kevin durant that's kind of how they chopped up kevin durant's statement as he said something about something along the context of these things have been happening and the way that the headline made it seem was about racist stuff he was actually talking about something else but you know he, he is whatever way they chopped it up it, it ended up being right basically but it isn't what he said so they, they didn't necessarily misquote him they just whatever chopped it up and packaged it however they wanted to to sell the guy the three dudes on the grizzly i mean the jazz or whoever they they because they ended up banning three fans they told his dad they ended up what they'll put a nickel in his back and watch him dance boy or watch you dance boy to john moran's dad oh see that's a wild yeah they said, I'll, yeah, they said, I'll, no, they said a quarter. They said, I'll put a quarter in your back and watch you dance, boy, or some shit like that. Um, oh my God. Yeah. See, the, yeah. it's that like, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, because, like I said, as much as Kyrie's antics and all the weird shit that he does that like does annoy me, when stuff like this happens, it's it's hard to. See why it he does hard. what it is. <laughs> right. Then, yeah. I don't know his I antics. Know, I, I, don't, no I don't watch basketball. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, the thing about Kyrie is Kyrie's going through like a transition to where I'm pretty sure he's like Muslim now or something along those lines. I think uh, he doesn't really rock with white people too swell right now. Uh, I don't <laughs> <think> he, <laughs> I mean, I used to be all those jokes about him having those white girls. I don't know if they're around too often now. Uh, I feel like he saw that and just went completely left. He saw that. He went like like Nation of Islam Muslim. (laughs) But but he always but he's now but like his whole thing now is, you know, he's part Native American. Like after like if you look at his post game press conferences, he's wearing a hat that's all about like it says Native American. I can never really see what it says out, but yeah, Kyrie, yeah. but he but I think like his ancestry is a part of like an indigenous people's tribes. So like there's like that one gif of him whenever he's at the TD arena, he's like saging the arena before the game. It's like little things like that where he like if he's doing it and it is coming from a good place, like fine. But the way that you see it on Twitter or whatever. It's like, oh, Kyrie said some. He's being extra shit. He's being well, extra. He does do some extra. That's shit. what I'm saying. It's like it's so like it's, it is. It is. It's fair. <laughs> like both both sides are fair, but this for like say like what we're like the KG like Kevin Garnett and them to say to what what is that thing that uh people do on the internet they both side something what's the term what's like the fancy term for it? uh the what about isms yeah. or whatever yeah like oh. KG comes out and says like well ain't nobody seen Kyrie stump on the logo uh, okay that's- I was gonna say because I have been waiting to use this sound clip and I didn't know who was gonna get it first because first of all <clears throat> 
Kevin Garnett did. He was like, no one saw him step on the Celtics logo. That's disrespectful and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, and if people know anything about Kevin Garnett, he was he like crazy. The most notorious shit talkers in the NBA said the worst shit about people. I mean, he played for the Celtics, whatever. He won them a championship one year. But like, what if if people say who are the three biggest shit talkers in the NBA history? I'm pretty sure Kevin Garnett would be number one. What about the other guy, and Reggie? What's his name? Or is it Greg? Reggie Miller? Yeah, is no, it like notorious? I mean, he's not really. I mean, he kind of. I mean, him and Spike Lee had a whole thing mm-hmm. about. Chis- but I'm. But Kevin Garnett was like. Piece? Kevin Garnett was like super disrespectful to people. Yeah, and for him to, and for him to come out and like try to take the Celtic side on this versus Kyrie, who just got some shit thrown at him and all this shit. I'm dropping it. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not a good one. (laughs) It only takes a little bit of white brainwash to activate (laughs) the cool chip in the average Negro. (laughs) Sorry, KG. Your cool chip was activated on this one. It's just crazy to come out and just. Just don't say nothing. Did they ask him? It's like a no. false equivalence. It's like when when nigga gets shot by the cops and they're just like, well, he got suspended from high school back in 1998. It's like, fam, shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? This like, shit with KG was the most agree- and like and rightfully so. Every all the NBA pundits too were like, yo, like this is you are the worst person to be talking about shit talking. Like all of them were basically dragging him being like, and then it was Glenn, then just, you see big baby Davis or Glenn baby Davis come out and say, uh, this disrespectful to everybody that ever played for the Celtics. Like one Kyrie didn't play for the fucking Celtics. Then he said, <laughs> um, better stop doing this shit or somebody going to get hurt in real life. Like fam, you want to fight over a fucking logo, my nigga? Grow up, right. I'm telling you, dog. You niggas need to go get some help. Yeah. Niggas need can please play the way you ignorant niggas. Please shut the fuck up, clip. Yeah, they. Oh yes. <laughs> you ignorant niggas, please shut the hell up. <laughs> Yo, they're really they're really caping over a, uh, a white logo. A logo named Lucky. Lucky, <laughs> have you seen it? It look racist. Come on, right. man. <laughs> I can't do it. Somebody put a uh, somebody put a tweet with the logo with a black eye. It was like, oh, now I see why Big Baby was mad. <laughs> oh my god! Check the combs. I just I got to do a cone analysis and a cone screening. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Damn. They had to get hit with all those. I'm sorry, but it had to happen. Yeah. Just, that it had to be. But, you know, not uh, lost on me that it happened to some former Celtic players. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's true, too. It's it not, I'm telling you, it's not coming from a place of malice. We're just trying to help you all. Right. <laughs> right. Shut up. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> uh, I, and Ke- and Kevin Garnett is from South Carolina. He's from Malden. He's from Greenville. Like, uh, he should know. He should know. Yeah, he should know it's better. All, he should definitely it's know better. Gross. It's gross. It's just, it's just been a gross week for the NBA. It's and been then, real like, bad. It's been real bad. And like, like the playoffs have been great, and then you just get 
fans back in stadiums acting like they never been there before. Then you I, get KG. <sighs> I kind of feel like this is whenever you would kind of feel the, you know, how bad things probably are or were, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, all right, like people are back now and they're like being their most extra. They are being, they are being their most extra selves. Right. Too, you know what I'm saying? So it's like what you are seeing now from people, that's that seems to be a little over the top or whatever you know i feel like it's kind of probably who they are at their core right so one black person yeah that's that's what i tweeted the other day i was like all these people doing this shit throwing popcorn running on the court throwing water bottles spitting on people i did notice one similarity about them yeah yeah it's because we have you know, they're barbaric. Except I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speak of the devil. The last, I mean, we could obviously have a whole two hours about why everything is trash, but this one during Pride Month really got under my skin. It was obviously deliberate. This is saying like Rob DeSantos, is he the governor in Florida? It's DeSantos, but yes. Um, he signed a bill that basically makes it illegal for trans. Was it specific to trans women being able it to it participate? The, yeah. Or any yeah. trans. Well, it, it, said said trans, trans girls. it said trans. The headline said trans people in girl sports. So I guess it would have to be trans women. Okay. So okay. it's okay for uh, trans boys to play boy sports. Well, or the was it thing does it go I, both ways? Well, that's to me the headline, because if you Boys and girls is not that's again kind of what we talked about last week where that's a um a social construct thing, boys and girls. It's like, is it trans women, trans men? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like you should never call someone a boy or a girl because that's yeah. It's a social uh, like I said, like a more of a social construct thing, but like to sign a bill during Pride Month saying trans women can't participate in women's or girl sports like i I feel like people just say girls when they want to say not a grown-up woman so yeah you know i'm just using whatever the language but but again does he even i like does he even know one single trans person? Probably not. I would imagine not. Oh, even if he, did, imagine... it wouldn't, he would know Caitlyn Jenner and she would agree with him. <laughs> well, I, right. right. <laughs> well, yeah, because didn't she support this type of bill yeah, in California she before she was Which running for governor? Literally yeah. no sense. Talking Can't about this not here. This is no different. Well, it obviously is different, but it, it these come things come in droves if you just pay attention. If you we were talking about the critical race thing mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago and people banning, um, this is a little more egregious than the critical race uh, theory and being banned from schools in like Texas and stuff like that. But I mean, it just comes in droves. Like Republicans have put it on their mind that they're going to attack anything that will make move this country forward. Uh, voting, uh, right? Um, transgen- transgenders, LGBTQ in general, and then POCs and cur- like they they're out for war uh, right now. Like they 
I mean, maybe they've always been this way, I'm sure. But right now it just seems like it's just happening a lot more. And like you said earlier, this is very deliberate by Ron DeSantis. Right. It's disgusting. I mean, the more and that was kind of what was. I don't know if I maybe alluded to this earlier out loud or in my head, but it's like. I think it's probably been happening the same and I have just been noticing it more or it's just been on public display more or maybe yeah, I mean, just more people like are that. more aware. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that. And that's kind of goes back also what I'm saying. Like if you watch the Ronald Reagan documentary on Showtime, he was this trash too. Like oh, he 100%. was percent fucking racist asshole uh he signed in similar bill like so i'm leaning on the side of it's just always been like this i mean you go back to the willie lynch letters i mean the um i don't even know if the willie lynch letters actually happened but i just know that was a huge thing what am i thinking about um from reagan's days it might have been reagan or i think bush actually implemented it or the commercial, all the welfare babies or welfare moms. Oh, that was a Reagan thing. Yeah. I mean, Bush was his VP. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, that was a Reagan. That was like a Reagan tactic or what? I mean, that's all the same, all the same shit that Trump did. He basically just like he stole Reagan's whole flow word for word, bar for bar. (laughs) I know. I was watching the views the other day and like I think it's Dennis Quaid. He's playing Reagan in some movie that's coming out or some show. Well, he was like, perfect. Reagan's one of my favorite presidents. And, and Megan McCain was like, mine too. And I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh, hell no. Nah. See, nah. see, that's that type I of. I was like, okay. she only hates Trump because of how he shot shit about her dad. Otherwise, she would have been right up there with the rest of them. But see, Tell this is you're the, a racist without telling me tell you're, me you're right. racist. Yeah, Reagan is your favorite president. <laughs> First of all, if you have a favorite president, <laughs> you're right. right. Obama. <laughs> but I mean, I mean like, but that's even, different. But he was doing some shit. I mean, sure, it is different. I don't but like, without yeah, Obama. but I'm saying you can't I'm have. <laughs> You can't necessarily have a favorite policy. I mean, it's just like it's just weird. It's yeah. Just weird. yeah, that's a whole. And then he tried to like clean to it up, be like, "Yeah, I was a Reagan Democrat." I was like, "What? Okay, mm, please stop." Yeah, 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 no. yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Like having a favorite president, especially American president. <laughs> yeah, fun. it's like none of them were doing great shit. Even Obama, and I know that's like. I, that's a very like thing on Twitter to like, you know, really shit on Obama. But like, yeah, you know, that's a, but that is the other side of you can tell the truth. without Right. That's the other side of the black choice is like, well, you know, we we can't shit on the first one of everything or, or else we won't get another one type of thing. Yeah, I mean, um, the thing about what I like about Obama is that Obama will tell you where he fucked up. Yeah, like, I, I don't yeah. have a favorite president, but if I had to choose one, it would be him. But, like, other than right, that, like, right. I don't, I'm good. Like, they none of them have done shit for me. Right, right. So, yeah. you know, it, it is one of those, one of those. It's things. a weird thing. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, like we said, tell me your racist without telling me your racist. Because Ronald Reagan was a... <laughs> huge fucking racist and anybody that got beef with it 
I'll drop my address. You can bring it to the front. <laughs> yeah, I need to get I need to get that uh, Funk Master Flex. I want all the smoke sound drop. I'm gonna yeah. have that. I'm gonna have that ready and queued up next week. Like Brad Bill say, these hands work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you they are wild. I mean, or if you don't, if you don't think he's racist, just watch the fucking documentary. They will tell you that he's racist, and then you will be able to see literally that everything Trump did or was trying to do Reagan was trying to do back whenever he was president it, like it's it, nothing new that's why when the Bushes come out and act like they're just so disgusted with Trump I was like nigga this was you <laughs> okay this this is what I meant to say earlier about um I'm reading this book right now and actually I would encourage everyone to read this book it's called on Juneteenth and it's written by a woman who is from Texas. And she, oh, do I have the book here? Hold on. I'm going to just grab the book really quick so I can look at her name real quick. Hold on. I think I read a book about, but Are it wasn't. making a show up? Or maybe her, book, her, her name is Annette Gordon Reed. The book is called On Juneteenth. And this woman is from Texas. She's a black woman from Texas. I don't know how old she is, but she, I think she said she was six or seven whenever um, whenever uh, JFK was assassinated. But this book is obviously about Juneteenth, but it's about a lot of Texas history. And it's a lot about there's a lot of U.S. history that's like based in Texas. But a lot of things that you've heard about, like the Alamo and Six Flags and all this stuff that you hear about, but never really hear about it necessarily in the context of race. And that's how she's talking about all this stuff in the history and about how there were actually black people in America before 619. And they were in St. Augustine, Florida, because uh, because they were what's that? 1619. I was going to say 1619. Oh, sorry. 1619. So like about how uh, the Spanish had slaves that came to America before 1619 in St. Augustine, Florida. So there were actually black people here that were slaves, but they weren't necessarily American slaves. They were like slaves from like Portugal and Spain. And she's just talking about all this history and about how when you hear stories about the Alamo and Davy Crockett and Texas and all this stuff. But it's like you rarely kind of hear about the the POC side or the black person's side of it, because that's not really what they teach in schools. They just don't teach it. And it's really hard to, it's, it's just not. And now I'd say it's a lot easier, I guess, to, to, to hear those stories, but it's still kind of hard because all this stuff about Texas history that I had never really learned, you know, I just kind of learned reading this book over the weekend, but it was just like, damn, like. He talks about the Alamo and exterminate the brutes. I mean, yeah, he does. But even in this book, she's talking about how, like, as a kid, she's like, even if even if they were going to teach it to a black five year old or six year old, like, how do you talk about, you know, uh, this person who they is exalted, leaving their wife and kids? It's just like all the there's just like a lot of stuff about how to package it and all this stuff. And it was just like, damn, like, I've you know, I didn't really know that much about Texas history until I was reading this book. Um, but it just it's like what they call like revisionist history, right? Yeah. Whenever you go yeah. back and actually look at I stuff the through approach, a different context. I tell you everything I learned in them books in middle, high school, elementary school, except for two plus two and whatever math was absolutely false. Yes. I don't believe right, exactly. So watered exactly. down. It's all cap. 
Oh, yeah, way watered down. Yeah. Yeah. You take a, um, yeah. You take a U.S. Like what I would love to sit in a U.S. history class right now, right. because I, I always tell people this and it blows their mind. And I only take a minute on this because we're maybe probably running at time yeah. um, before we talk about the very last thing. But in was it eighth grade or seventh grade, how our seven, I think it was seventh grade trip. We like went to like Boone Hall plantation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that was like our the big field trip was to go to like a plantation house. You know what I'm saying? Like that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like when you take a South Carolina history class. And they were grade, probably like, this year. is where the servants lived. Exactly. <laughs> and that's like, like 100% what they were saying. That's what I'm saying. Like that shit is crazy. <laughs> right. That shit is crazy. But anyway, let me. I said I was going to get off my soapbox a few weeks ago, but. you know, I mean, this is all we have. Right, right, all exactly. Right. <laughs> fuck Ron DeSantis, just to go back to that. Yeah, that's how we got there. I do think it's so funny that every week the why we should have hope tweet or why we should have hope is so random like this. <laughs> like this week is Vanessa Carlton. That's why we should have hope. I love that. Yeah. But everyone knows the song. What's it? Is it called? A Thousand, A Thousand Miles. Miles. But okay. so basically these guys from... These, these these guys from Florida remix it. I think they're from Jacksonville, but you know they remixed it. I will play a little snippet, and then you know, yeah, I'm gonna play the snippet now. So we'll listen to the snippet. When I see you, I'ma push your shit back, boy. Time to get the spirit through your set. We don't fight, boy. Twelve paramedics couldn't say a fucking life, boy. Rod K dead, and he never coming back, boy. We gon' treat this bitch like a match. How we strike, boy. So obviously, this ain't the original version that came out. <laughs> That's the only version, <laughs> right? That's what Whitney Houston did to Dolly Parton, right? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that came out. And and I'm going to read her tweet because I think it's funny because I, I kind of want to dissect the tweet a little bit. But here's her exact tweet. And she says to the white folks that have expressed anger, shock over my approval of a thousand miles usage in Spinabins, Wapa with the chopper, <laughs> young and ace and fast money goon song who I smoke. I invite Damn, you she to said ask the whole yourself. Name. Yeah, He's she said the whole shit. You're right. She said, I invite you to ask why you feel the same way and read this. And basically, she tweeted basically like a um a, a clip from Reservoir Dogs where they're like cutting some guy's ear off and the song is stuck in the middle. And basically what she's saying is like, look, people have used white songs and movies that express violence and no one has said anything. So like, why are people speaking out about these like rap artists using my song if they're talking about violence? Cause no one cared when Quentin Tarantino put the movie out and some guys cutting a guy's ear off and playing stuck in the middle of you. <laughs> but I like whenever she said to the white folks, I was like, damn, damn that's a girl. Like that, <laughs> that shit was just so funny to me that she said white mm. folks. She didn't even say to the folks. She said to the white yeah, well, no people. Because no folks. people probably cared. <laughs> yeah. But then but it's like, like, why do they like, why do you care? Don't listen to the song. You right. can still they, serving you know. their white culture. The, yeah, right. <laughs> and it's not like they took the song <laughs> and you Carlton. can never hear her dumbass song again. Isn't that that's not is that the song that they play in White Chicks? Yeah. 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 Watch White yeah. Chicks on repeat. It's not going anywhere. Right. Well, the song is never gonna train. Just similar. 
Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I put almonds in my mouth. Um, you got nuts in your mouth. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's similar to what um, Kid Fury was saying, if y'all listened to the read the other week, about people who were pissed off that the black girl was becoming iCarly's best friends, not the girl who used to be on there. And I was like, fam, you can go back and watch the old show. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Like the music is still going to be on Spotify, my guy. You don't have to listen to Spinner Benz and Young and Ace, who I smoke. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to A Thousand Miles, too. Right. But right. you can consciously make the choice not to care. Exactly. Like it's, if they made it's the choice not to care, we wouldn't have nothing to talk about. It's just weird. I wish we didn't have shit to right. talk about. Not seriously. But <laughs> 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 we don't always have something to talk about because <laughs> it's just they are so fucking insane. And uh, I'm always going to be fucking frustrated about it. Yeah. Oh, wait. New sound drop. Get some help. <laughs> yeah. <Please>. Get a <laughs> life. Get a Go to therapy. Right. Like I said that last week. Like y'all niggas need therapy. Uh, in the worst way. In the worst way. Yeah. Get off the internet. Um, I don't know who, what, where, when, how is gonna put up with your shit, but just go to therapy, my nigga. Y'all y'all are just disgusting. <laughs> like, like y'all are sick. Yeah. <laughs> Unpack your shit before you start talking they about really other people's are. shit. Because for her, because this is funny because Vanessa Carlton, who was the other white woman who had the song that was really Natasha Bedingfield. Yeah, because she also had to come out and be like, yo, like this shit is funny. Like, it's cool. And she did a video with the guys that did the dance. (laughs) And also, it's so ironic that like we uh, we are like. I'm gonna I'm not going to use the word, but it's like. How many how much have they appropriated our culture versus like us, like taking a, a couple of things that they have done and spinning it a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, come on. Uh, we're not even like saying that we own this shit, but we do they, own like, music because I feel like black people started music, period. I mean, they really did. Country music, jazz yeah, music, all so the shit. We're not Rock appropriating shit. Right. We're just That's taking what I'm back saying. What's ours. We're taking it back. That's what I'm saying. It's like they tried to say, you know, they so whatever, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, man. I love that argument. That really, <laughs> Vanessa Carlton, we gave you this. So we're just taking it. <laughs> right. Back. right. Well, it's going to be a sad day when Vanessa Carlton ain't even fucking with y'all. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if there was like one woman who I would have thought been like, you know what, you're right. But I don't know anything. And that's me not knowing anything about Vanessa Carlton either. Well, um, we but, can go with 55% of white women voted for Trump. <laughs> Oh, or fifty two percent, then fifty five percent. No, fifty five percent voted for Trump. I was gonna say I think it was fifty five percent, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like you know, fifty five percent of y'all, or fifty five percent of the time, we can assume right. <laughs> Flip a coin. Yeah, but I respect her for it uh, because I, mean, I did, and honestly, I didn't see people really. I mean, because why would I? I guess I wouldn't see people complaining about that on my timeline. I just saw someone retweet her, and I was like, you know what? Good for her. Yeah. Thanks, Vanessa. Thanks, Vanessa. Appreciate you. You know, she's out here doing what she should doing. Doing God's work. Doing 
Oh man, I wish God's work were so much more than that. But you know, it's a yeah. small step. <laughs> it's a small step. Yeah. Um, I wish we had more about. There probably are some more stories about why you should have hope this week. But for this week, you know, give Vanessa Carlton a spin. That's all we got. You know, make your way downtown. Um, driving fast. Driving fast. Something, 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 and I'm home. Bound. You know. I think she says walking fast. Right? Yeah. She said, "I don't know. I don't know." But, but when or, I see you, I'm gonna push your shit back, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, classic track. I mean, the other reason. I mean, I just love the song. You know, I, I and it's like it's so it's like a minute or it's two minutes. So the the remix version. It was called "Who I Smoke." I will try to remember to link this in the show notes. Yeah. No promises, but it is called Who I Smoke. So, wow. you know, put it in the Serato if you want to do a little mix mashup. Let it off is another one. That's a classic. Uh, that's a remix on a Mariah Carey song. Um, but yeah, I mean, shit. I feel like we had a we talked about a lot this week. Um, how do I recap this? I don't know if I can, other than to say. Just listen. Just listen. If you want to find (laughs) us on the socials, all of our socials are in our show notes. You can find our Instagram page at underscore group text. And you can find all of our individual pages also in the show notes, but underscore group text or group text podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Um, you know, we'll see what happens next week. Um, and I won't be so tired. Right. I probably Tia will just, still be. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But uh, it's been real. Uh, appreciate y'all hanging with us. Actually, <clears throat> before I let everyone go, this is, this is like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. He always <laughs> come up with something. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to, because I was looking at, you know, you can look at the stats and stuff. And I want to say that we have people listening in the United States, in the UK, in Puerto Rico, oh, in Germany, and is in Israel and Australia. Wow. So that's where our listeners are at. I also think it's interesting that 75% of our audience is are women listeners. 24% are female. We don't have any non-binary or non-binary or any people who are not specified. We're coming for that market uh, next week. Yeah, you know, I hey, I'm a I believe that uh gender is over and there isn't just male and female. If you want to identify with whatever, come fuck with us. We support you. We do. We love everyone. Love is love. We Love is love, you know, not even not even on our performative pride shit, just on some real shit. Yeah, no, we pride month. (laughs) 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 But for real, yeah, we have uh, that's our breakdown. Oh, oh, shit. You can even look by state. Should I go through state? No, no. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Send us an email. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send it to an email, but but for real, shout out. Apparently there there are people listening, not just in the U.S., which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Shout out to the world, Craig. Hey, Invite me to your city. I pull up. Yeah, I will. We'll pull up I will city. really pull yeah. up. I will pull so up. meet me in my inbox. Yeah. My DMs are open. 
Yeah, shout out to Ohio, New Jersey, Texas, no, yeah. but honestly, all the, but but all those people I said I wasn't going to do. I'm not pulling up to Texas. Nah. <laughs> or Ohio. Ohio. I'm good. Sorry, uh, I'll pull Ohio. up to Ohio. Let's get Ohio. I'm pull up. Mm. But anyway, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Um, hit us up on the gram, Twitter, wherever, and uh, we will catch y'all next week. Deuces. Deuces. All right, Susan. Productions Podcast.